Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I'm your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Always ready. Always ready. Always ready, Max. Always ready with the clock. Always ready with the clock. Max sets the time and the tone of the show. Producer, uh, Miss Jackson. Hello, Miss Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I am for real. Miss <laughs> Jackson is for real. We have Miss Amy Jackson here. She is a PR and branding specialist. Think about PR. Here's a famous quote about PR said by one young William Gates uh, of Microsoft. He said, uh, if I had $2 left in my name, I would spend one on PR. I'll dispense with the conspiracy theories. I thought it was a quote long before uh, I knew anything about him uh, other than he was a rich dude. So Amy, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the scaling edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're using uh, brand strategy and PR and how you got to like know this and do it well? Yes. Thank you for having me, Michael. I got into PR really out of college. So I studied journalism in school. I actually got an internship and that was my first foray into the agency world. So I joined a large agency, Fleischman Hillard. Where did you go to school? Where'd you go to school? Chico what? State. How did I know that? <laughs> I, I knew you went to Chico State. You know how I knew that? How? Because I went to Chico State. Okay. Well, that's how we know. I'm like, this person, I can tell they went to Chico. That I've never asked anybody where they went to college before. (laughs) It's amazing. Like, this is the, I'm like, this seems like every Alpha Phi I met. Were you in a sorority (laughs) out there? I was a Sigma Kappa, but I had friends in Alpha Phi. Sigma Kappa. Uh, I think my brother married one of those. Sigma Kappa, where was your, where was your camp? Where was your thing? The, the house. It was, was it on Cherry Street? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I was at Theta Chi. So I had a lot of friends at Theta Chi as well. All right. Yep. Probably all, all degenerates. At any rate, so fellow Chico alumni, I swear yeah. I had no idea you went to Chico. Yeah. But I was like, this, this is, there's, so I talked to somebody the other day. Uh, and as soon as I, as soon as I went to Chico, he's like, oh, yeah, greatest minds in the country over there. But no, he's like, look, I have two kids that go there and it produces a certain type of business person. It and does. for those who don't know, Chico State's like a little um tiny town full of alcoholics in the <laughs> middle of north in the middle of nowhere in Northern California. And yeah. I, I think it won like uh best party school back in uh whatever. And yeah. it's just like it, it makes no sense, but it, the 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 amount of socialization, I guess. You get from there is uh, pretty amazing. So I am sorry to interrupt. Um, no, that's a good good launch pad into some good segues because Chico State does train you how to have a great social life and actually show up at work. And so I, I've seen a lot of people come out of Chico State and be very successful because they have those skills right out of college that you're going to need in like the corporate world. <laughs> so, so I was. Uh, treasurer of my fraternity and mm-hmm. it was during the worst rush time 
there was a terrible incident with another accident with another fraternity. It was a bad time. Nobody was, nobody was showing up to, to pledge. Mm. And it's serendipitous to the show because I had read, and this was like back when I really just started learning the internet. Like I just ignored it until the late nineties. Like it was, this was like 2000. I'm like, ah, and I looked at all these stats and it said, all the numbers of congressmen and presidents and senators and business people, all these fraternity stats. And I'm like, we should put these stats on a t-shirt. Yeah. Everybody walk around with this t-shirt. And we did. And we didn't say it was our fraternity. We just said, this is the reasons why. And we had the biggest rush of that time. And it was a time where everybody else was depressed. And we put it on these red t-shirts that stood out with white letters, which was our colors anyways. And then people saw it. And I thought it was at least up to the time, the best marketing that I'd ever done. Uh, Later, I hired seven midgets for a trade show. Another story that ended up being the best marketing I ever did. But at the time, Massive Rush had had nothing like it and uh, really was able to pull out. uh, And But, you know, Chico, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And that was an early lesson in the power of like messaging and PR, right? You got people's attention. It was like very compelling. It drove action. So that's what good brand strategy and messaging and PR can do is is motivate people to take the next step, right? So yes, I terribly interrupted you. We went down <laughs> memory lane. Let's yes, continue. So tell me more. You went to Chico. Yep. I graduated. I got an internship at Fleischman Hillard in Sacramento. So not too far from Chico. And I got to work in the food industry doing some very interesting things. So my big client at the time was the U.S. Potato Board, and it was the Atkins diet era. So potatoes were really taking a hit. And so we came up with a healthy Mr. Potato Head and a healthy Mr. Potato Head balloon in the Macy's Parade. So that was a really fun project to work on. So you were a carbs advocate. I was advocating for the nutritional benefits of the potato, not necessarily carbs. That's really not all they have for that. I was in the tobacco business for a while. I'm a sellout too. Don't worry. You're in good company. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you, uh, how, how did that work though? Right. In the Atkins era, were you able to shift hearts and minds to fall back in love with the potato? We did. We had a recipe developer. We had a nutritionist. So we were teaching people how to eat potatoes in a healthier way. And it also led to my first hit in the New York Times, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So So we were, we had a balloon in the Macy's parade that was healthy Mr. Potato Head. We had a headquarters in Chelsea Market. And I got the New York Times to come and cover the grand opening of our healthy Mr. Potato headquarters. We had cheerleaders from the Macy's Parade, and that actually made the cover of the business section of the New York Times. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So that's that's definitely leveraging the power of PR to change perception. And uh, I still love potatoes. They're fun. So yeah. how are you working with companies now? How are you helping? bring the potatoy goodness to other businesses. Yeah, I think what that taught me was that if you 
bring an element of surprise to journalists that they will take interest in the companies that you're trying to pitch them. So I ended up leaving the food industry, going into the world of tech. I spent some time in Silicon Valley. Now I'm here in Austin, where there is also a very vibrant tech scene and lots of entrepreneurs. And the same principles have applied throughout my career. So I spent eight years with TripIt in the travel industry. And now I have... Great Great app. If you travel a lot is a lifesaver. And I ended up starting my own PR agency about two and a half years ago. So it's called Tail Splash. And we work with founders. We help founders really connect to journalists around the topics that they're experts in. And that's what I am always telling business owners is that you have something to offer to journalists. Journalists need you to help comment and provide expertise for the stories that they're working on. So how do you, how do you, how does one do that? Like, let's say they, do they go to Harrow, help a reporter out? Harrow is, is a- kind of the OG of this concept, which was journalists would share a story they're working on, ask for sources to talk to. Now, thankfully, technology and things like AI are making that a lot more efficient. So there's quite a few platforms out there now that journalists use to connect with sources. And my, team and I basically keep our eyes on those requests every day. And we also proactively pitch ideas to journalists. We pitch news. We put, we still put press releases out too. So those have a place. So, so you think that companies still should be doing things like press releases, even private companies? It depends on what it's for. So a press release serves a very specific function It makes something that is important to your business discoverable. If you use the right distribution channels, it has great SEO value. So when people are searching for you, whether they're a prospective customer, partner, investor, they will find information about you and in the press releases that you put out. So you save them for things that are important to talk about. What what does it cost for somebody to put out a press release? Is it expensive or is it pretty cheap? So I always tell my clients, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars putting out a press release, which some wire services cost. You can spend a couple hundred dollars and get the same results. And I've had producers from NBC News contact me because they found our client's press release by doing a Google search. So get your news out. Mm -hmm. Spend a couple hundred bucks on a press release. Mm -hmm. Probably a good idea to call Miss Jackson. Yeah, we'll uh, write a press release for you. Yeah. So since you left, yes. So since you left, um, uh, since you left and started your own company, can mm-hmm. you tell me about somebody that you've worked with that you've really had amazing results like Mr. Potato Head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Resemble AI is an AI voice company and they have been so much fun to work with. When we first started working together, they had used their technology to recreate Andy Warhol's voice for a Netflix documentary. So right out of the gate, they needed a lot of help just navigating the Netflix PR machine. And so we started working together um, early on just by sharing the fact that, that Andy Warhol's voice was created by Resemble AI. And that really put them on the map in terms of of PR. And from there, we had a really interesting year thanks to ChatGPT, because as soon as that became part of the dialogue at the national media level, 
reporters and producers were coming to us saying, I want to talk to Resemble AI for this story I'm putting together on, you know, voice AI and how it works and what it means and how to do it ethically and all these things. So they've been orphaned. How are you as a PR company using AI to help amplify the voice of your clients? Because right now there's so much noise Mm -hmm. and there's so much content getting put out and nobody really knows what's real or what's fake or what's like, who cares? So Mm -hmm. how are you amplifying your client's brand through the power of AI and every new tool out there? How are you making a difference than, than what's, been done in the past. Yeah. So AI powers a lot of the matchmaking that we do with our clients and journalists. So that is getting smarter and better. You brought up Haro and you know earlier, that's the matchmaking piece of it is so much more effective thanks to AI saying this interior designer that you work with is needed for this story that this journalist is working on. So that's a big way that we use AI. And also we follow journalists lead when it comes to their use of AI. If they can't use AI in the newsroom, they're not going to be able to accept press releases and pitches that are written with AI. So we still need to apply that human touch to pitches and press materials that we produce because they can't accept it if we don't. And so we make sure to follow what what their consumption of AI tools is. But it is making a lot of the research faster it's also helping when we are, you know, thinking about what's in the news, what's relevant for our clients to talk about. All of that research is definitely more effective with the use of AI. So if an entrepreneur or business owner wants to promote themselves and use PR mm-hmm. before they're ready to call Amy, yeah, they should, um, yeah. what should they be doing right now to focus on how should what what should they be doing right now to promote themselves with PR? So a great way to start putting your thought leadership out there is go on LinkedIn, share opinions on what's part of the conversation, what's in the news, because ultimately that is practicing for what you would need to do if you were working with an agency like Tailsplash. And when we connect you with reporters, they're going to want to know your expertise on a particular topic. They're going to want to know your opinion. So getting comfortable doing that is something to do now. And you can do that on LinkedIn very easily. If you have a podcast, if you're on YouTube, of course, those are also great ways to start practicing. So we talked to someone who was a marketing specialist and they said, good marketing today should repel as much as it attracts. And he advocated for taking political stances on issues, which I thought was a little dicey until yeah. he started going into the <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> until he started going into the numbers and saying, here's why. And here's here's the type of attention you can get from it. And yes, it's going to repel, but it's going to attract. Where do you stand on that? So for me, it really depends on the company, if it's authentic to their mission, if it's in alignment with what they do and who they serve, then it makes sense for them to share their political opinions. If not, then I wouldn't do it because I, I'm from the camp of, you know, divisiveness is not a PR strategy. You know, you don't want to just be 
the story of the moment because you say something controversial. And so I think it's better to play the long game when it comes to PR. And if your long game is political, then great. But if not, don't embrace controversy just to try and, you know, get some clicks. Good strategy, long game strategy. So Amy, if people want to find you, how do they get a hold of you? Where mm-hmm. where do they uh where do they go to uh to get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can find us on LinkedIn, on our website, tailsplash.com, on Instagram, we're also tailsplash, and we're on X, and we love to talk. We always love to talk about what's working for you now, what could be done better, just brainstorm, talk about ways to to help. We will throw all those links in our show notes. Amy, thank you for being a part of our program. We appreciate it. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. Go Wildcats. Cheers. So great to meet a fellow Chico grad.